0: Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we
1: cover a new topic and we drink a new bottle of wine.
0: Yes, we do. And I'm really excited because this week we are talking kitchen essentials, what every person should have stocked in their pantry and we have an amazing guest natalie
1: we love her we love her chef, chef megan, megan mitchell. mitchell
0: and we're going to be talking to her about tips for hosting dinner parties essential pantry items that everyone should have and hacks for making cooking less
1: stressful and more enjoyable yeah because cooking is can be
0: really stressful it can really
1: stress me it out. can really stress me out and you know what helps <laughs> When I'm cooking and I'm stressed, wine, wine, wine. What are we drinking this episode? This this eppy epp. We are drinking the Wild Thing 2017 Zinfandel from Mendocino County. Ooh, I don't drink a lot of Zinfandels. I don't either. I typically don't love Zinfandels, but well, we're, we're gonna give this one a shot. We're gonna give this one a shot. We're gonna we're gonna give it a little tasty taste. <sighs> Interesting. Hmm?
0: Mm. I wish we could share a glass with uh, Chef Megan Mitchell, but But she's 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 virtual. She's virtual. She's virtual. So, Nat, do we want to talk about why we wanted to do this kitchen essentials episode? Yes.
1: Well, as an adult, there's still a lot that we're learning about cooking and being in the kitchen, and we wanted to bring on a professional to tell us the absolute essentials that we need in our pantries to level up our cooking skills. Yeah, I'm gonna need to level up. I know. I'm real basic. Like my my, I have one skillet and it's bent. And it came from Kohl's and it was, it was purchased um, exclusively on Kohl's cash. You love Kohl's cash. (laughs) So, Hey, they basically pay you to shop there. So, yeah, we're going to definitely need to level up. <laughs> okay, so let's
0: intro Megan Mitchell before she comes on. So, Megan is a chef, a food stylist, and a cooking show host based in Los Angeles. She specializes in healthy and approachable cooking. She's hosted various shows with Taste Made, Thrive Market, Yahoo, and the, you know, the Food, the food Network. Network, okay? She's a big time, guys. Top of the chain. So let's welcome on Chef Megan, Megan Mitchell. Mitchell.
1: Hey. Oh my god. <laughs> Hello, Chef Megan Mitchell. Welcome. So <laughs> good to see your face. So good to see
0: your face. We miss you. We want to come over and swim in your uh, pool one day. That new pool.
2: Any. Days of the week, anytime. You guys are more than welcome. You don't even have to, like, get an invitation. You can just show up. I'll oh, yeah. We know where you live. We'll just we'll
0: just come over unannounced.
2: <laughs> yes. We'll be having we a barbecue. Where you live. I'm sure James will love Perfect.
0: that.
2: <laughs> yes. Just, like, grill some stuff. Yeah. Go in the guest pot. Like, do whatever you guys want. Hot tub. oh yeah,
0: why not? Perfect. Well, um, you guys can't see her, but um, Megan is just glowing and radiant and so beautiful. And yes. we are, like, basically in a dungeon right now. Yeah. Um, so... She's really she's really stunting <laughs> on us yeah, right now. She is. As always, I'm sorry,
1: honestly. But did you, Matt, can you see what oh, earrings are? Are right? they my Cassandra hoops? I believe they oh are. Oh my goodness. Yay. She's all
0: decked out in my death. <laughs> okay, well, we have you on today because you are a chef. You're so mm-hmm. talented. You cooked for us before, and we feel like there's a lot of, like, kitchen how-tos that, like, we don't know, but primarily mm-hmm. this episode is for Joe, my boyfriend Joe, mm-hmm. because this man asked me a few months ago how to make a grilled cheese, and I was like, you know what? We need to start. We need a 101. on one, the
1: basics. <laughs> We need the basics.
0: I'm grill too. Yeah, he said. Um, he, and he worded, he worded it like this. Can you remind me how to how to do this? And I was like, okay, what? What? Okay.
2: When my husband says that, it's his way of getting me just to make it for him because I'm like, I'm not going to remind you because I'm just going to make it anyway. So like, I'm on to you. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs>
0: exactly. But I'm I'm really curious about your journey to even like becoming at chef Megan Mitchell mm-hmm. and your culinary journey and like did you always want to be wow. a chef or did you like, that you kind of naturally like fall wow. into it?
2: My journey, man, where <laughs> does, where do I begin? I always loved to cook, but I didn't know that I could do what I do for a living. And also I went to culinary school like 12 years ago. So bloggers and like influencers, food influencers, they weren't a thing. Yeah. So when you thought of cook like right now it's amazing you can just like shoot from your home and if you have I mean I shoot all of my stuff on my phone but like if you have a nice camera you can make a living out of being a food blogger stylist uh, influencer but I when I thought of cooking for a living I was like I don't want to work in a restaurant I don't want to own a restaurant I don't know if I maybe want to be a caterer that was the one that seems like maybe if I was like a personal chef or caterer that would be more my vibe mm-hmm. so I was like I don't know what what am I going to do so I went to culinary school out in San Monica, I moved out here for that, and then through that I got an internship with the Food Network, which just seemed like bonkers to me because I was like, "Girl from the Midwest." Yeah,
0: that's like the that's Food like the pinnacle success. of yes. like where you're trying to go,
2: right? And I was like, "Yeah, I'll intern." It was Guy's Big Bite, Guy pieti
0: <gasps> Oh, Natalie, Natalie loves him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, because he, he's from Santa Rosa. I know,
1: and you know, I have a. I was on Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives, and I have a framed. <laughs> I heard. have a framed signed photo that says Natalie. Great mm-hmm. job today. <laughs> oh, Matt, you you keep that forever. I, it's my pride and joy. It's
2: my you, pride and joy. Yeah, you die with that. <laughs> like that goes in the coffin with mm-hmm, you. Hundred percent. And you know what? I think he signed a knife for me when I like wrapped my first show. When I was like. <laughs> Um, so I had my internship, (laughs) my internship with, with food network. And then through that, I kind of found out about this world of food styling and food prep. And I was like, wait, you're telling me the people on cooking shows aren't making their actual food. Like people are shopping for it and cooking it and prepping it and doing all the behind the scenes. And like, when you think about it, of course they have help. It's, It's a show they need to do, you know, maybe five episodes in a day. You can't wait around to like bake a cake or a roast. So I started doing that and then through that I got into on-camera stuff which just like was crazy to me that someone wanted me to like cook and talk on you're camera so I, like, you're so, <laughs> so good at it you're so funny so good at it I wasn't fishing but thank you <laughs> I need all of the <laughs> praise. <laughs> <laughs> well i like how i set that up i was like oh i just do it and and you know it just happened you guys are like you're amazing I'm like thank you <laughs> well
1: beyond being good at being on camera she's also really an incredible like i don't like salmon and the salmon you cooked for us once is the only salmon i've ever liked so like she's legit
2: how did i prep- was it was it cedar plates? yeah yes. That it, it.
1: it was so good it was so good
2: i think that like makes sam- i think salmon is a very fishy tasting fish and that's why most people don't like because it, it's tastes like very fishy. So you just, you know, put some herbs and put it on cedar plank. It wow.
1: Yes. So yeah. you're talented. And also surprisingly, you were like a food. She just talked about it. Yeah. A stylist. A stylist, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I still do
2: that here and there. But yeah, like food styling for mostly for shows and then like digital. I'm Food styling for commercial and for um, photography is like a whole different beast than food styling for camera cooking okay. shows. Okay. Mm.
1: So so have you ever done those things where it's like really weird items that are like yeah. made to look like something else?
2: Yeah. Well, so for cooking shows, whatever food styling, you kind of have to make it look like what they they made. Or if you're styling it and they have to taste it on camera, you can't. Oh, right. You, know, right. you, don't yeah, wanna, you can't don't, do that. You don't want to murder. murder <laughs> yada, you know what right. I mean? Uh, or god forbid guy like we, we need <laughs> him protect yeah, him at all him. costs <laughs> <laughs> but for like you know commercial shoots or for the really big companies like mcdonald's and stuff they are so specific on how they want their product to look so you're stuffing like i think we put play-doh in a burrito so it looked, you know like oh. an actual like, burrito and then put like beans on the end so mm-hmm. it like gives you that look ice cream's the worst because those hot lights and everything, it just melts. So it's usually mashed potatoes or Crisco <gasps> or something like that. Mashed
1: potatoes. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm never oh going to look at a blizzard commercial again. The same yeah. way. Oh yeah. There's,
2: Cause yeah, it just, just think those lights, it would melt in two yeah. seconds. So there it's all fake fascinating. stuff.
1: Fascinating.
0: Wow. So fascinating. You really, you really have the inside scoop here. Wait, I want to go back to your yeah, yeah. Um, culinary school experience because I feel like when you see it on like movies and TV shows, like, I mean, I have all my, all my cooking lessons have come from Gordon Ramsey. And so I'm curious, like, is it like that? Like, are you being screamed at the whole time or is it not, is it kind of no. done up?
2: That is a whole different thing. I mean, you're going to culinary school, so you're paying to be there. So I see. Oh yeah. No, no one's
0: going to be like, what?
2: What is happening here? Like, I'm paying you to teach me. Like, so most of my chefs were really, really nice and supportive. And, you know, you do everything from like intro to baking and pastry to garmanger, which is like cold food preparation, like salads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you have all of these different courses and everyone is really nice. And I think, you know, I don't know. Is Gordon Ramsay really like that in real life?
0: I don't know. I do. He, he's on TikTok and he seems like a nice guy.
1: <laughs> what do you, you love? He has an, yeah, she loves um, Master Chef Junior. I love right? Master Chef Junior specifically. Junior, yeah, with
0: the kids because it's because he's probably a little. He's, oh, nicer he's so nice. He's so nice on it, the kids, and then right? also okay. the kids like make like if Joe had to go up against these kids and make a grilled cheese, forget it.
1: Like, right? forget it. They're making like perfectly poached eggs over there. And yeah, like, eight. and they're like,
2: is, <laughs> that a, is that a slight on Joe or a praise on the kids? A
1: little it's a, of both. It's a little of both. Yeah, <laughs> it was a little of both. <laughs> Speaking of um, famous chefs, just a quick question: if you could, if you could cook with any big famous chef besides yourself,
0: who would
2: it be? Who would it be? <laughs> I cook with myself all the time. It's it's crazy <laughs> how fun it is. Um, I, I think I would want to cook with someone that I would like not only enjoy their food but enjoy being with them. Because right. maybe there's people that I would just like want to enjoy their food but I would not not want to be in the kitchen with mm-hmm. them. They're, You know, chefs are pretty egotistical and can be a little crazy and diva. And so, I just would want to cook with someone that would be fun. So, I would go like Alice Waters or like Nancy Silverton. Want to be with my lady chefs in the kitchen, like cooking food that I like to eat. You know, it's very organic and farm to table. So, it's probably either of those women. I've
0: never
1: heard of them. I I know. know. Me neither. That's why we need this episode. That's why we have you. That's why we need this episode. We don't know jack shit. You
2: guys know Moza on Melrose and Highland Moza restaurant? No. Uh, Meg, when I tell you, I eat at one
1: restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well,
2: Google Nancy Silverton. She is uh, an incredible chef, and so is Alice Waters. She was like the mother of farm to table California cooking.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. That's our our homework Mm -hmm. after this. Mm Okay. But but, Meg, to get into really like literally the meat and potatoes of this episode, Mm -hmm. I'm going to start off with just a personal thing that just happened to me that was so stressful. I don't know how you made this your profession, but I hosted, I just bought (laughs) up my first place and I just hosted like a dinner party. It was four people. I was so stressed out of my mind so stressed. I couldn't sleep the night before. I was like, what time am I going to take this out of the oven? Like, how am I going to have everything? So anyways, do you have any hacks for like hosting a dinner party that like you always go to when you have people over? Like, I feel like I I went about it the wrong way. (laughs) Right. I, I, I think you should not be hard on yourself because I feel
2: like this is most people's worry and stress is having a dinner party. And like, how do I make sure everything comes out at the same time? Not overcooked, hot, cold, blah, blah, blah. So I would say the the way I go about it is I plan what I'm cooking like a couple of days in advance. So I know my menu, I grocery shop at least the day before, depending if it's like seafood or meat, I might wait the day, just the day before. But if I can, I also grocery shop in the morning on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. Do not go on the weekends. Do not go at night. You'll want to kill, kill yourself. Mm-hmm. So I always show up early in the morning and then I don't make everything. So if I feel overwhelmed, like I will make a pasta, a salad and, you know, something else. And then I'll bring in the dessert or I'll have one of my Mm -hmm. friends who's coming over like, Hey, do you mind like bringing a dessert for me? And that way you're not overwhelmed with making every single aspect mm -hmm. of the dinner or you do things that can be made ahead, like a meat and cheese board. You make it ahead, pop it in your fridge. And then when your friends are there, you can take it out while your chicken's finishing roasting in the oven and you have a salad that's cold. So I don't want to do like 20 things that are hot because then you're just overwhelmed cooking a lot of things. And if you can, maybe do something on the stovetop and then in the oven, if you're uh, doing like two hot right. things, that way you're like, this is in the oven. I can let it chill for like 20 minutes while I finish tossing my pasta or whatever side dish you're doing. So I don't think you need to make everything. I think make ahead as much as possible, and if you can have, if you have nice friends, have them bring stuff. You're not, and then the dishes—that's the big thing because then you make everything. You're like, now I'm spending five hours cleaning everything. Was this worth it? Yeah, and it's not. But then
0: also you want to kind of clean before they come. Like you don't want all like your chopped up veggies all over the count. Like so there—that was part exactly. of the anxiety. Was like, okay, I need to time everything, and then also I got to make sure everything's kind of clean before they
1: come. It was just yeah, But so smart about the, like, different temperatures. temperatures. Yeah. I didn't even Mm -hmm. think about that.
2: And if you're making something that, say, needs a lot of chopping, chop it all the day before. Chop your onion, your garlic, have it in, like, little, like, me's containers or bowls. And then when you're ready to go, you're just dumping. And then you put them in the dishwasher. It's always clean as you go. We learned that in culinary school, like... We had to have a clean station or we would get marked down even if our dish was great because a clean station, you know, is as important as your final dish because you just have to clean as you go. Yeah,
0: that nice. would have saved me. It if I would have chopped sense. everything before my anxiety level, would have, I would have been able to sleep the night before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
2: exactly okay. exactly now what I that that's now? that's my
1: new go-to is there one recipe that you feel like works for everybody like that just impresses everybody that would be an easy one for a party or like a go-to like a go-to use? thing
2: I think like a pasta people are always psyched about it. I know you both are my gluten-free queens <laughs> yes, <we> but <laughs> there's great gluten-free yes. pasta out there but I think I make a spicy like 10a situation oh. and people love it I think it's also nice because you can make the sauce ahead of time, dump the pasta, and it's, like, pretty quick. It's good for, like, you know, vegetarians. I think it just depends because if you have, like, someone who's vegan or gluten-free or, you know, you kind of have to move your meal around. But pasta always are, like, a killer dessert, yes. you know? People remember the dessert. I remember
1: the dessert you made. <laughs> it well, was, like, was a, it the lem- lemon pie? No, it was, it was like, like a, a little chocolate pot thing, right? It was like co- It was, like, kind of espresso chocolate yes. with, like, this little dollop yes. of... Some sort of delicious something. Yeah, I do. And that was gluten-free. Yes, it was. It was so good. It was so good. Yeah. Do you have something in your fridge that you always have that's like the most diverse ingredient that you work with? But we should all have it. I mean, I think everyone should have like eggs in their fridge. Like if there's pantry staples, like look at your fridge or
2: your freezer, your freezer, especially as like an extension of your pantry because things last longer in your freezer, obviously. So, I always have like nuts and seeds in my freezer. Oh. I always have eggs, butter in my fridge. And then in my pantry, I always have like some sort of pasta, rice, canned tomatoes, olive oil, vinegar, and then like flour. So, like those, I think are the basic things that everyone should sort of have on hand. And you can make something with all of that.
1: That's so funny about canned tomatoes because I always find myself being like, oh, I wish I had canned tomatoes. It's just random. It's right? mm-hmm. random. Right? Yeah, take notes, Joe. Wake up in the middle of the night. Okay, well, this
0: is this is something that <laughs> Natalie and I both agree on, and we really wanted to ask you on the podcast. And I feel like it's something I call my mom about all the time. I still don't feel safe enough to do it, and I just don't do it at all. Yeah, because it's so oh. scary.
2: Ooh!
0: <laughs> oh my god, I'm nervous. What is this? Is this food related? <laughs> it's, it's thawing meat. Like, Uh, so I have like, I actually have like some salmon in my freezer and some chicken breast, but it'll stay in there until, um, I guess I move and I have to throw it out because I'm too scared mm -hmm. to thought
1: the wrong way. Okay. (laughs) How do we not get salmonella or die? Yeah, please. I mean, that's a huge fear of mine as well. Uh, I think with,
2: frozen food you have to think about when you want to eat it so like you have to take it out the night before the day before okay. and i always put it in a bowl or on a sheet pan in case it leaks um and i defrost it in my fridge so if it's like a piece of salmon overnight by the next day in your fridge it should be defrosted and ready to go you know maybe a thick steak with a bone in might be like a day and a half two days if i'm in a pinch i will take like a chicken breast out still in a container and I'll leave it on my counter for no more than an hour. Oh. So like foodborne illnesses start to come up. I learned all of this in culinary school. So you guys like fact check this at the end of the, <laughs> no, yeah, the yeah. End of <laughs> Okay, great, doesn't matter. This is all true. Everything <laughs> I'm saying is 100% true. Um, but it starts to, things start to grow. Obviously the longer it sits out, like four hours is about as long as you want food to sit out. Even like a baked potato or cooked rice or anything because things just start to grow. So I don't leave frozen green <laughs> space. I know, I know, like, I know I'm, like,
0: uh-oh. I'm
1: like, okay,
0: okay. I'm trying to think, have I ever done this? That's what I'm trying <laughs> to remember. remember like, fuck, have I done this before? Okay. Okay. It's, it's great. Cause just bacteria
2: starts to grow. So for chicken, I'll leave it out for like an hour, maybe pop it in my fridge for two hours. I'll check it, maybe pop it back out. You just really want to be careful how long it's out of, I think like above 40 degrees. I could be wrong on that. Some people run it under cold water, never hot water, because it'll start to maybe cook the outside no. of it while the inside is still frozen and then it's just not good. But you could do it under cold water. I just get nervous and I find it to be wasteful if you're running cold water that whole time. Yeah,
1: right. So I thought it was always so. hot water. I thought you run it under, <laughs> under hot water. I think I've
0: done that. Right. Um what is your thoughts on the defrost button on a microwave? Yeah.
2: Hot take I do not own a microphone. I don't either, actually.
0: I, mean, I as <laughs> of recent though, I've I've had one, but I just when I moved it, I yes. don't have one anymore.
2: But- I know, I had one forever. I don't know. I think to me it like kind of cooks the outside a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Like I always whenever I would use it, I'd be like, Okay, my chicken is medium rare, like it's cooked on the outside and still frozen and the inside. I think there's probably good ones that work. I just don't personally can't. speak Okay. To okay. It.
1: okay. Here's our next <laughs> here's our next big cue. <laughs> What? Because it's it's controversial. It's controversial. Okay. What's the real tea on expiration dates? Because, for example, Ooh. my mom seems to think that you can eat anything like six years later. I'm not sure hmm. if that's true or not. What What's your hot take?
2: Your mom sh- should talk to my dad because <laughs> he's got salsa from '92 that he yeah. still thinks he's is like, it's
1: fine. Just, scroll- just okay. scrape the mold off the top. It's Good. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think expiration dates are the most important when it comes to things like dairy, eggs, and meat and poultry. So, even if it says sell by June 15th and it's June 10th, I will open it up and I will smell it and just make sure because sometimes things happen. Chicken should never have a smell, chicken should be something that does not smell like anything. So, if it smells like sour milk or anything, pitch it. it. Okay. So, get rid of it. But I think like spices, you can keep them in your, in your pantry for up to a year. They don't go bad after the expiration date. They're just not as powerful or as, yeah. they're not like bad for you. But I think, you know, other things, like, I don't know, about, maybe like, I've used flowers, like a can of tomatoes. Like
1: flour or nuts sugar things like that.
2: I've, I've definitely used flour that was, like, past its expiration date, and it was fine. You just want to make sure it doesn't, like, have any bugs. The only thing is, like, baking soda, baking powder, again, will start to lose some of its potency. Oh, good okay. point.
1: Good so point. it might not,
2: yeah, it might not rise as well as you want it to. All right.
0: Okay. Wow. Okay. And then um, my last, <laughs> I have one We're more question so before I know we... You have to post a video of this because my face Our the whole time has been like, what? I'm also thinking
1: of all the criti- I'm like, how am I alive? Because all the critical errors like sour cream that's I mean, like way past the date but has no mold on it. I'm like, it's probably fine. <laughs> I
2: mean, honestly, that's also us thing like if it doesn't have mold on it, like cream cheese, I was like, oh, that's right?
0: That's
1: yeah, yeah. I smell yeah. That and it has no
2: like but cheese cheese is different because cheese, you know, is is from mold right. like they make it with mold. so, if it's like a piece of Parmesan, I will cut mold off and eat it. Because
1: I've always wanted, my dad pulls that stunt. He's like, oh, we've got all this cheese. And then I look and it's all molded. And he's like, (laughs) and then he kind of looks at me and I'm like, bro, you can't pull this one on me. You can't pull a fast (laughs) one on me.
2: Right. You're like, we're not cutting all of that off to eat one nubbin of cheese that's not molded. Okay. Well, at
1: least we know we can do that. We get a big block of sharp (laughs) cheddar.
2: Yes. Mm. Cut it off. Mm. Mm. good right now.
1: Okay, I have I have one
0: more question before we want to get into some rapid fire questions with you. I just recently started meal prepping; it's changed my life, truly. Like thinking about my week ahead and, and just like buying or chopping things. Do you do that, or do you think it's worth it? Do you think it's not worth it? Natalie seems to be very anti meal prep.
1: Mm. I'm just I don't even what? cook really. Yes, you do, Natalie. I, mean, you I m- eat like you- the same. Yeah, I've seen your videos. I eat the same thing like every day.
0: No, you cook. You cook more than me.
1: That's, I guess. Mm. But I cook the same thing. Mm. But I guess I could prep that. I literally just eat a shitload of vegetables every night. That's
2: really good. Good for you. I, I should cu- I, I could think meal them. prepping. Oh,
1: you could cut <laughs> As them. As a prep?
2: You could cut them. There you go. You pre, I mean, I think meal prep is great for busy people or people that like have kids or don't really feel like cooking because then it's also nice when you open your fridge and you're like, oh, I've roasted sweet potatoes. Oh, my broccoli's already chopped. I just have to quickly steam it. I have a roast chicken in there and you can make like different meals throughout the week. I, I get sick of meals quickly. So I'm not the type of person who would make one dish and have that like throughout the mm-hmm. week kind of Right. It's so more
0: having the ingredients you know I mean? to put together something.
2: Yeah. So I like to meal prep in that way of like a bunch of different ingredients to make different meals. And like, maybe I cook pasta one night and I do a pasta. And then the next day I turn it into a pizza or, or wrap or salad. But I know people that make like enchiladas and they have that for a couple of days and then they have, you know, soup and I can't really do that. But I think meal prep incredible. And I think it can really help people that don't
0: like to cook yeah. cook and that's that's the point I wanted her to that's make the, um Natalie <laughs>
1: yeah Nat, you get it together have to get it I together. just I, I felt like you were um, here's the thing when she I did when when you brought it up to me I did say you know what it mm. would save me a lot of time every night to not because I cut all my vegetables yeah. before I, I make mean, them
2: who has time to chop all those veggies now i i truly don't
1: (laughs) so i don't know why i just don't do it on a sunday you know what i mean okay
2: well hopefully this converted you yeah
1: yeah maybe it's also just some sort of weird like everybody meal preps on sunday so i'm like i'm not doing Mm -hmm. it you know what i mean yeah
2: Mm -hmm. okay meal prep on a monday yeah you know the system you don't (laughs) you know yeah you don't need to conform to those sunday meal preppers (laughs) you're doing your own thing i'm in my own
1: lane Yeah. Yes. All right. We're going to do some rapid fire. Yes. We're going to go rapid fire. All right. Rapid fire. What are the top five spices to have in your spice rack besides salt and pepper?
2: Okay. Cinnamon. I love a curry powder. Garlic powder. Turmeric. And uh, what do I use most? No, chill, red chili flakes.
0: But that's. Oh, okay. oh I love all okay. those ones. Yes. I also that's love that so you sad. said I'm turmeric because I
1: never know how to pronounce it. I know.
0: People say like turmeric or turmeric or
2: t- I don't know. I say turmeric. No, that too. was.
1: That was um, OK, the next one is the top five kitchen tools.
2: Mm, so like handheld tools, not electrical, like electronic. Any tools. tool. any like your, You're just
1: like your oh. top five that you use. You're like, you got to have it.
2: Okay, a microplane zester, I think, is something that everyone should have.
0: Okay.
1: What is that?
2: So it's like long, and it has little teeth, oh. and you zest. Oh, you know, what you're
0: talking about? Citrus.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. And and I use it for like cheese, garlic, ginger, citrus. It's something that I use probably every time. Wow, I, First, I, I don't, don't have that. And it, not It's not expensive. A juicer, a hand juicer, I use a lot. We, I cook with a lot of citrus, so that would like a chef's knife. Yeah, is that, yes. like, are you guys talking about? Okay, so like a, a knife, I think either 8- or 10-inch chef knife. I think it depends on like what you're comfortable with. If we're getting into like pots and pans, I think a good non-stick skillet, like a 10-inch non skillet is, is really helpful. And then I like a high-power blender. I use my my Vitamix a lot, okay. a lot.
1: Yeah, I do love
0: my Vitamic. I feel confident because I had most things. I don't have the, the grater. The zester. Yeah. the zester. I need to get that. Also, um, do you recommend a nonstick pan that you really like? Because I, I got I got the green pan and it's lost stick. It,
2: yeah. So my favorite is by made in, like made in. They have a great nonstick, eight inch, and I have their ten inch and it tears like a pro and it literally nothing sticks to it. I know a lot of people love, love that our Place pan, you know, that is in every yeah, Instagram. Uh-huh. I, I have one. I think it's nice. It's versatile. It's always out on my stove. So I use it more often and it's really non-stick, but in an almost negative way where you don't, you can't get like a nice sear on like ground meat uh-huh. or chicken or something. Uh-huh. So I think made in pans are pretty legit and reasonably okay. priced. Oh,
1: good. I was going to ask that question.
2: Really?
0: So, okay. So well, of- we'll yeah. link it in the show notes if you guys want to buy it, but okay. The next two more rapid fire. What are the top five recipes that we should have under our belt that we can whip out at any time. this goes back to Joe with the grilled cheese like what are some things you should know how to
1: five make? things you got you, you, you have five things know. you should know how to make <laughs>
2: I think you should know how to make some form of eggs whether it's scrambled, over easy, poached, like whatever your egg jam is, I think you should know how to make eggs. I think scrambled probably the easiest. And I think they're most often messed up. They're either overcooked or like rubbery. So I think eggs are important. I think like a good chocolate chip cookie, (gasps) Matt, you love a good chocolate
1: chip. Did they ever work out for you? They've never worked out. Actually, okay. (laughs) The Christmas one, your Christmas cookie recipe. That were sugar cookies. Those oh, I those yeah. you made out. those. Those came out and everybody in my family was like, I think my daddy honestly 16. <laughs> and they were so good. But my chocolate chips were I'm gonna have to work. On. I, I did your chocolate chip yeah. ones
0: and they were amazing.
1: Okay, they good. They Yeah, the brown that. butter salted.
0: Mm-hmm. They're so
2: good. So I think like a good cookie recipe, like a basic chocolate chip people will always be into I think a good roast chicken mm. some people get scared of roasting the whole chicken Ina has a foolproof recipe Ina Garten it works every time I think it's like 425 for an hour and a half which sounds crazy hot for a long time but it always works so I think roast chicken a simple pasta dish a simple tomato like pomodoro pasta dish and then I mean should we say a grilled cheese like I I'm, I'm gonna to say know a grilled, how to make cheese. grilled cheese yeah, like you should know how to make a grilled cheese. It's, it's the first thing like I learned how to make. But I yeah, think. when you were like six. What's,
1: <laughs> yeah. what's your like? Yeah. What's yeah. your take on a grilled cheese? Because when I grew up, my mom always made it on sourdough, and I love oh, it. Yes. But do you have like a specific sourdough. grilled cheese that you like to make?
2: I can't remember the last time I ate She's like, grilled cheese. I I'm, I'm just being like, real. Chef I <laughs> but. It's delicious. Like, I don't know why. When I was younger, we would have like Wonder Bread and American cheese. Oh, yeah. And that that's was, the mix. That's like, yeah, the combo. Mm-hmm. That's what we did. So I, I love the sourdough cake. And I've actually made one where I grate the cheeses. So you grate like three different kinds of cheese. Ooh. I know it sounds crazy, but you can grate like a white cheddar, a Gouda, and like a Munster or a sharp like Swiss. Mix them together. Get thick cut bread. Mayo instead of yeah. butter so you put mayo, mayo and then you know pile h- it high with the shredded cheese place the other one on top and then I put um uh a lid on it so it will like get the cheese nice and gooey. because you know sometimes you cut in the middle you're like okay the cheese isn't fully melted yeah. but my bread is burnt mm-hmm. so if you put the lid on that top it'll we act like, an, them. Mm-hmm. like a little oven in there and then you flip it just to crisp up the other one but it's nice and gooey inside <gasps>
0: That sounds. That sounds so good. I just got so hungry. Oh
1: my god, I want that so bad. We all made grilled cheeses after. That. Yes, please.
0: Okay, la- last, yeah. top five, last top five, um, five cocktails that we should know how to make offhand.
2: Margarita. Ooh, I think it's one. just always a, a, a winner. Okay. If it was for me, it would be a martini of like a dirty martini, I've never had which had one. are
1: pretty. I've never had one either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> I know. You've never had a dirty. I don't even drink. know. had a martini. Period. Yeah. What is the alcohol? Like? Espresso martini. But that doesn't count.
2: Oh, those are delicious.
1: Uh, well, the original martini was made with
2: gin, but I like mine with vodka, and it's more common now to have a dirty martini with vodka. But it's just vodka, olive juice, and like a little vermouth. I don't like so olives. Also- so will I not like it? Okay. I mean, James doesn't like olives, but he loves a dirty martini. Okay, so
0: we gotta try it. We we'll have to try it.
2: We have to try it. I mean, I like it because so many most cocktails are sweet, and this one, besides like a bloody mary, is savory. So you know, <gasps> okay. it's like my my pre dinner drink. Um, so margarita, a martini, I feel like some sort of blended drink
1: because oh, those are always mm-hmm, you know
2: mm-hmm. easy, like a daiquiri or a pina colada. Um, I don't drink whiskey, but maybe a Manhattan or an old fashioned for those are people love those drinks. Yeah,
1: dudes, and then, dudes love those. Dudes, I mean,
2: I, I don't like bourbon. It just doesn't. Yeah, no, me neither. It's weird. <laughs> and then, I don't know, just how to pour like a nice glass of wine. Yeah, I, yeah, think I think can't that's be overrated. <laughs> mm-hmm. How to open a bottle you know, of like, wine. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. how to open a bottle of wine or a bottle of champagne, I think is more important than the drink itself yeah, yeah. well we yeah.
0: have our wine here oh yes
2: yeah i know you guys you ladies drink in the Ooh. middle of the day it's
0: uh, it's a tough yeah it's a tough job <laughs>
2: i'm jealous i'm jealous oh yeah nat drink back girl mm.
1: did you try it no i haven't tried it yet oh we won't say
2: okay what is it what is what kind it's of wine we it
1: is in it's the wild mm. thing from mendocino
2: oh Ooh.
1: wild things in
2: Oh,
1: Carol! Yes, you know
0: Carol. You know our
2: girl <laughs> Carol. <laughs> Carol goes so far yeah. back, yeah. Oh man, Carol, she's
0: crazy. <laughs> so wild, crazy. that Carol. <laughs>
2: she's crazy. Well, well,
0: Meg, we love you so much, and and thank oh, you, you for coming on, for schooling us, and everything we need to know about kitchen cooking, Ugh. hosting dinner parties. Joe is now gonna study up on making grilled cheese. I yes. will update you. Um,
1: Please, but, I'm excited. I want to like make a recipe now.
0: I know. I feel, I yeah. feel really
1: empowered. I'm definitely going to get that pan. Okay, good. I'm definitely going to get that pan. Oh, hundred percent.
2: And I think like the main takeaway with cooking is like, things will go wrong. You might burn something. It might get messed up, but like, just don't get discouraged. Try it again. It's just food. Like when it's not brain surgery. So like, if it goes wrong, don't get discouraged. Try it again. Make the same dish a couple of times. And mm. the more you make it, the more comfortable you'll get with it. Cause I think people make one dish and they're like, I'm good. And it's like, try it again, see different ways to, you know, it'll always turn out a little different, which is the fun of cooking. I love
0: that. I love that. You can apply that to life. Yeah. Keep trying. Keep, so just true, keep going. Guys. This
2: pack, this episode, I think will change people's lives oh, I and believe I don't want to oversell it. Honestly. You know, people are going to go away. Like, wow.
0: There's like, there's things. deeper a... meaning in all of
1: this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Basically everything I said has a deep yes. meaning. Yeah. So,
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, well Easter eggs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we love you and have a great rest of your day. Thanks, ladies. Bye.
1: What a fun time, Natalie. I honestly do feel more like excited about cooking. And you know, I am gonna meal prep. I You
0: will. better because you really I felt shamed almost when I told you. Don't, I don't I feel shame. Me.
1: Don't feel shame. Okay. Okay. Don't feel shame. I'm no, gonna try it.
0: I'm gonna try it. I think I think you should a hundred percent. Try it. And we are going to link in our show notes to chef Megan Mitchell's website where she has a lot of great recipes and also her series on thrive market as well. Mm -hmm. And some of her clips from food network as well. So you guys can get to know chef Megan Mitchell even more.
1: Yeah, and those videos are super helpful. And like, she's so really, funny. And, yeah, she's like great.
0: they're they're a great tool for you. So mm-hmm. we hope that you feel inspired to get a little more comfortable and creative in the kitchen, and that you feel like you can tackle your next dinner party like a motherfucking champ.
1: They definitely can.
0: They definitely After can. that
1: episode, they definitely can.
0: They definitely can. So now should we? Rate this wine we've been drinking this whole episode. Yes. Do you want to introduce our hottie? Yes. Let's first introduce the hottie, Ugh. which you know we've been doing these themed hotties that mm-hmm. we really love, and so this this hottie is also I don't know if he's a chef, but he definitely cooks food. Yes, he does, and it's Anthony, Anthony from Queer Eye. Eye. I feel like he's such a cutie <sighs> patootie. So hot. He's he's yeah, real hot. He, yeah, he's hot. And he's a great little personality. And he cooks I would love him to cook me just
1: anything, anything. A little salsa <laughs> or something. Anything. <laughs> a salsa. You know he's always making some sort of dip.
0: Yeah, he loves <laughs> he loves the dip. So we're gonna rate this, what's the wine again? This wild. This is the
1: wild thing Zinfandel from Mendocino County. Okay. One to Anthony. I think he's lost, he has a last name. It's, it's like, like P- right? yeah, I can't Yeah, yeah. It's like I mean, Polish.
0: Yeah. Um so one to Anthony from Queer Eye. What do we rate this?
1: Zinfandel. It's honestly really good. It's very smoky. Am I right? I don't get that. But hey. Okay. If it, you know, if it is for you, then it is.
0: Okay. Okay. I Um,
1: really like it.
0: Okay. What do you want to rate it?
1: I'm honestly going to give it like a nine and a half. Are we wildly different on this? I think I'd
0: give it an eight. Okay. So let's do a. Oh, God. 8.75 8.75 8.75 out of Antony from Queer Eye Eye. which is really good good. and this is an affordable bottle oh cool so and it's a twist top you know we we love love a twist twist
1: top top.
0: we will (laughs) link it in the show notes if you want to pick yourself up a bottle All right, so this is part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game, and this week we're doing a BFF quiz. A BFF and quiz. I don't, Natalie prepared this. I have no idea what I'm going into. I'm blind So
1: here. it's similar to our 200 questions where you choose a question. Okay. And then, or you choose a number, rather, mm-hmm. and then um, we're going to have to answer the question about the other person. Okay, okay. And I haven't read any of
0: should, you, should you write down your answers so I know if I said it right? No, because I'll know it in my head. Oh, okay, but just in case, maybe you're trying to like be fair to me and be like, oh yeah, I guess that works too.
1: No, no, we'll be be honest. We'll be honest. We'll be honest. So you pick a number first, and I'll read you through. What?
0: What can I go up to? Through forty. Forty. Okay, I'm gonna go with thirteen. Lucky thirteen. Who
1: was my biggest crush when we were younger?
0: Oh my god. I'm I'm gonna. My gut says to go with Travis Barker. My gut says to go with Travis Barker.
1: That's right. Oh, it's right. That's okay. right. Okay, okay. Yeah. Woo! Definitely. I mean I've had a lot of crushes, but like Travis Barker bit I think he shaped my worldview. Yeah, for I know men. you really
0: loved him. I mean could have went with Nick Jonas, but I feel like that's not really you. No,
1: no, definitely Travis Barker. I did have a thang for Nick Jonas though. Okay. In like middle school.
0: Okay, so now for me, one through forty.
1: I'm, you know, lucky 11 is, I'm all about 11.
0: Okay, so now this isn't really a question. This this could potentially harm our relationship. <gasps> oh, no. Even though I totally have an answer for this.
1: Oh, no, maybe I
0: don't. <laughs> Which fashion decision was my biggest mistake?
1: Oh. I already oh. know this. I had to answer it recently for an interview. Okay. I'm going to say like when you were like, you know, eight or something and on a red carpet and it was just some sort of whack situation. Yes.
0: It was Ugg boots um, at the Kids' Choice Awards. Oh, I can see how that. On the red carpet. It was an absolute disaster. But
1: you know at the time you probably were like, I'm feeling myself. Oh, I thought I looked
0: amazing. And that's all that matters. I wore jeans. I wore Ugg boots and I wore thin wireframe glasses.
1: That was the look, though. Anyway, I thought I was jeans whopping. and UGGs with like fifteen layers. of... It's
0: this image is Googleable. You can Google it, oh.
1: which is terrifying. Maybe we'll put it on the Instagram story or something. Oh God. Oh Lord. Okay. Should we do one more? One more. Okay. Pick a number. Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Da, 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 da. Oh, this is interesting. If I died, what would you want of mine? Oh, oh my God.
0: What would you want? Oh my God. So many things. These oh. are like. This is interesting um i'd probably want your collection of teas. like i love the one you're wearing right now oh thank you probably want that i'd probably oh i want that big thing that's over your um my couch, couch. Mm-hmm. she's like this art installation above her couch mm-hmm. um i'd want all of your jewelry are you you should just write this in your wheel
1: <laughs> i should just put it in my will
0: yeah. um yeah and zeppelin i'll take Zeppelin. okay you can so, take zeppelin too so, so, so
1: honestly so i think you would get i would that's probably in my will Okay. Correct. That in the event in that <laughs> sad event you would get Zeppelin. Oh, yes. Okay. okay so one, one last one. One last one. Okay. I'm something says seventeen to me. Seventeen. Is there a smell that reminds me of you? Oh, reminds you of me. Reminds you. Of, yeah. yeah you of okay. Me. <laughs> Is there a smell? Is there a smell?
0: You'd be so easy for me. I'd be like your
1: candle. You know what smell reminds me of you yes. every single time. <gasps> is god what's it called i can't okay it's a dolce and gabbana the one I okay think, yeah because you wore that perfume so much when we were in london that summer yeah and every time i smell because i have like a little bottle uh-huh, of it uh, but uh-huh. when i wear it i'm like this doesn't smell like me this smells like current. <gasps> like it wow. smells like you and it smells like that trip
0: wow i'm gonna say that good on you i would have not been able to answer that on myself i would have not known yeah Okay. That was our little BFF quiz. Was that was quiz. really fun. Thank and you. if you guys have any questions, feel free to DM us at Pod or email us at pod at
1: gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review the podcast and please share it with and yes we're doing a
0: promotion right now if you rate the podcast and review it and screenshot it and email it to us again am I doing this right pod at gmail you could win a candle you can win a candle
1: it could be all yours
0: baby and mm. then that smell you'll associate with us exactly exactly Period. and also we're we're still out if you guys have any advice that you want us to answer on the podcast it's totally anonymous we will read your question and we will give you our own personal advice on it mm. and that's
1: it that's on that and And that's on on that. that and that's on that love you so much we love you we'll be back next
0: week with another episode bye bye